For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. Well, when you were first together as a couple, you were so attracted to each other. You just had to spend all of your time together. But passion can sometimes diminish. Often it does. And then what do you do? I'm John Fuller, along with uh, counselors and authors and Focus on the Family staff members, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. And Greg, in the research that you've done, and I so appreciate this about you, you do a lot of research. Um, What have you seen about uh, how long it takes for marriages to kind of lose that spark of attraction? Yeah, interestingly enough, the researchers discovered that kind of that honeymoon phase, you know, everything is perfect, we see everything perfect, kind of wears off after about 30 months. As a matter of fact, one poll that they did online found that it lasts exactly two years, six months, and 25 days into marriage. Okay, well, there's the science. (laughs) Very specific. So if you've been married longer than that, listen in with acute ears here. And the point is that there's always going to be a slow, natural fade, especially within that area of kind of that passion, that intimacy, and, and all of that, that we just need to recognize happens as we get busy doing other things. But the good news is there are great ways that we can really guard against that. Well, there are simple ways that we can cultivate uh, that attraction. And we're going to hear now from Chris Corsi and Dr. Marcus Warner. They've done some really interesting research about how our brains react to certain things that happen in marriage. And here they are now with Jim Daly. Let me ask you in terms of this uh, this label that you call the brain magnet. Mm-hmm. What is the brain magnet, and what are the different types of bonds we have with other people? Uh, the brain magnet is really the foundation in the emotional brain. In other words, we are created for relationships. We are designed well, so true. For, for bonding. It's kind of like, you know, Gorilla Glue, where you, you really strong adhesive that can glue things together. So the brain magnet is really when... When Marcus would uh, started bonding with Brenda, and his his brain magnet is looking for her on campus and just looking for that young lady to walk around the corner because his brain magnet is now bonded and his brain magnet is saying, you are personal to me and I want to spend more time with you. So it's this powerful force that God designed in the brain so that we will bond. Um, you also mentioned a term called the joy bucket. Well, the joy bucket is a is a very specific part of your brain. It's called the right orbital prefrontal cortex. So I like joy fancy, bucket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fancy. That's yeah. the uh, terminology. Uh, basically, this part of the brain is fascinating. It's the high. It's the part of the brain we would identify as me, and that is when I say I am doing this, I feel this, I am you know reacting. This is the part of the brain I self identify as my identity center. It's also my joy center. 
And so what happens is that the larger the capacity for joy, the larger my capacity to act like myself, huh. which is a lot of ramifications for a whole lot of things. But in marriage, the uh, ability to stay myself, even when I'm in pain, is incredibly important. Because if, if there's pain in my marriage and that pain makes me, overwhelms my capacity for joy, my joy bucket can't handle that much pain. I will turn into somebody else and I will go from acting like a friend to you to acting like an enemy to you. Wow. And that's so it, powerful. Yeah. It yeah. just changes everything. And so I need a big enough joy bucket to be able to absorb the level of pain that's going on in the marriage. And if those things get out of proportion, there's just way more pain than there is joy in my marriage. Things are going to start turning, tipping and going south. Mm. You know, there's so many responses I think of in that regard. People that um, when you say of them, oh, they're comfortable in their skin. Mm-hmm. That would remind me of that person. Yeah. That he, he or she is very comfortable being who they are. They don't have to pretend. Right. Yeah. Is that evidence of a person who's That's in evidence that joy of, bucket? Right. That means that they have a well-developed joy bucket in their brain. Yeah. I think, Marcus, you have this acrostic uh, where you relate the on and off switch in the back of our head. Now, I, I'm going to say it again. So men, listen to this. Yeah. Women get this gene lit up on this when it said, yes, this is so true. Right. So what is that acrostic? <clears throat> the acrostic is cake. Right? I like, love that. Yeah. Well, it's, it, I designed <laughs> it for men. Right? We can who remember. doesn't like cake, right? It's like, this is a piece of cake to have a better re- marriage. So the uh, idea here is that um, the on-off switch in your brain means that on the right side of your brain are most of the relational circuitry. And the idea here is that when my relational circuitry is functioning and everything is going well, it's easy for me to act like myself. It's easy for me to stay engaged. You know, we can, it, it goes well. But if something happens and the switch goes off, I, uh, my relational circuits, when they shut down, I stop acting like myself. I turn into a different person. All of a sudden, I don't feel like I want to be with you. So cake helps us analyze if I, how I can tell that my circuits have gone off. Okay, good. All right. So the first one is curiosity. And that is I lose my curiosity about you. And the main reason that I lose my curiosity about you is that I think I have you all figured out. Right. So if I think I've got you all figured, I know why you're having this emotion. I know why you're making this decision. I know why you're being the way you all because you always do this and you never do this. So I have no curiosity about you. I don't like cake anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It rings true. That is so true. It is. I mean, you tap out. You do. You think you know it all. That's exactly what happens. Boy, men, listen to this. So when your switch goes off, you lose curiosity. If you want to get your relational circuits back on so that you act like yourself, you stay relationally engaged, you have to disconnect briefly, find some curiosity, and re-engage with that curiosity. Now, there is a counterfeit form of curiosity to avoid, and that's called sarcasm, Mm -hmm. right? You don't Mm -hmm. say, so I'm curious, are you always this stupid? That is not, you know. Correct. We don't want to do that. Again, I'm I'm being stereotypical, but we tend to fall that way. We do. We can become very cutting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have curiosity. We haven't finished our cake. Now, you want to walk them through some of this? Um, Yeah, so appreciation. So one of the wonderful... Um, skills and habits that we can practice is just thinking about the good stuff. So if my relational switch is off, I'm not enjoying being with my wife at this moment. I'm upset because my feelings are hurt or whatever it is. Then I can think about, well, what is it I do enjoy about my wife? Or what are some of the gifts that God's given us recently that I can be thankful for? So just taking a few moments to, you know, focus on the good stuff. What was great about your week? What was good from your day? What interaction was life giving, and that actually helps to activate the switch. Okay, good. So that you yep. shift so back. So curiosity and appreciation, and, appreciation and, and what's next? Kindness, and that is when my circuits go off, I don't feel like being kind to you. 
right? I feel like <laughs> I feel like avoiding you. I feel like you just leaving would be a good thing. I feel like uh, being a little snarky would be a, a good idea right now. I just don't feel like being kind. And so that is a sign that these circuits have gone off. Mm. Because when my circuits are on and I'm acting like myself, I'm a kind person, right? So why did I stop being a kind person here? It's because something triggered me and my circuits went off. Mm -hmm. So I need to recognize that. And then the last one is eye contact. You know, so a lot of times my wife will say to me, would you, you know, look at me, you know, look at me. And I'm like, well, I'd rather not. You know, (laughs) that's a sign that my circuits are off. All right, so Aaron, as you work with couples, how do you encourage them to not lose that sense of curiosity that they might have had when they first met? It's so important, and I know Greg can attest to this, especially for me, but for me with you as well, that we change. We constantly change as we mature, and our love changes as we go through different seasons. And so it's just recognizing as we're changing, we got to keep getting to know each other, being curious about what was your day like today? What was the high of your day, the low of your day, the rose, the thorn, whatever? And just understand that we are changing. And through that, you know, really under looking at how do we observe those changes what are our likes dislike our interests today because i know my likes and my dislikes have changed a whole lot in 29 years i almost said 28 but it's 29 years like your coffee orders always changing it's so confusing it just changed again i Hmm. went from one to the other and i brought her one thing she's like "Eh, yeah it's not my favorite anymore when did this happen yeah, so we, we've got to stay current and updated just by asking questions. So like when Greg goes to get me coffee, hey, what do you want today? What would your fancy be today? And today it's different than what it would have been. And one real easy, easy way to do this, to really stay current and learn about each other is to pray together. Um, you learn so much through prayer about what each of you are dealing with. Um, and how we're taking it in and processing it through prayer because the vulnerability is there when you come together on your knees or side by side in bed before you fall asleep there's something so vulnerable and intimate about praying together and you learn so much and really the easiest way that we do that is just ask what is just one thing that i could be praying for you about and you know what's going on tomorrow what's something that's happening tomorrow that i can be praying for because oftentimes when Aaron responds to that, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, I didn't even know you were going through that. Or really? T- wait, wait, I didn't. Tell me more about that. And, and like you're saying, Aaron, it's just a great, easy way to stay current and updated and keep discovering each other. And, and prayer can really facilitate that if you're mm-hmm. asking kind of that kind of a question. Well, it may be that um, what we're talking about here feels a little foreign or forced or difficult for you, please know we're here to help. And um, one thing you might do as a couple is take our free marriage assessment. Uh, That is a great tool. And I think about a million people have taken this, if I'm not mistaken, Greg. It's very easy to take, um, maybe five, six, seven, eight minutes, but it'll give you hours of talking points. Uh, Did you know that? What did you think about that? I didn't get that. Oh, did you? So let me encourage you to take the marriage assessment. We're going to link over to it in the show notes. And then I thought the book, The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages, was just great. And um, I'd encourage you to get a copy of that from us here at Focus on the Family. We're making that available when you make a donation of any amount to the ministry here. We're listener-supported. 
Uh, you can make a monthly pledge of maybe $10, $15 a month or a one-time gift of maybe $10 or $15. That helps us keep making podcasts, making resources available, making counselors available, and uh, providing things like that free marriage assessment. All the details about the book, donating, and that marriage assessment are in the show notes. You'll hear some positive ideas to reconnect with your mate next time. And for now, on behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.